What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the next episode of Try Reading. I'm your host, Gabriel Torres, and on today's episode, we have three amazing guests, all part of the awesome creation, Ramel the Hell Maneuvering Through Progression. Now, if you would like to buy the book before listening to today's episode, feel free. The link is in the description, and it is an awesome book. It's great illustrations, great music, great story, and I'm so excited to see what's to come. Now, you don't have to read the book before listening to today's episode. We talk about the process and the creation, and there's no spoilers. But if you'd like to know a little more and read the book beforehand, feel free. Also, don't forget to check out the book blog, of course. And now the podcast has a Twitter and an Instagram account. The Twitter is at TryReading2022. The Instagram is at TryReadingPodcast, all one word. Those will be in the description as well. Now, one last thing before we get on to the guests of the day. My mic was having a little bit of technical difficulties. Everybody else's was great. But um, if you hear mine change in volume or change in pitch or switch out from like a close-up mic to more of just like the open sound, uh, don't worry about that. That's just my mic for today. After today's episode, everything will be back on track and smooth sailing for the next episodes to come. Now, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast so far. And if you do, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like I always say at the end. And now, let's move on to the guest. (gasps) On this fine morning or afternoon or evening, wherever you're listening from, wherever you're located from, I am joined by... The three creators of Ramel the Hell, Maneuvering Through Progression, Andy Torres, Reed Reimer, and Mr. Hunt. How are you guys? Woo! Woo! <laughs> the official Ramel cry. Yeah, that's us crying. We're very sad. <laughs> well, good. Um, okay, before... this has been great. See you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into all the nitty gritty details on the book and the creation, um, I start off the podcast with a question, as the listeners will know, um, and I call it current read. Maybe you are currently reading something or you read something recently that's really stuck with you, but uh, whoever would like to start, if you have one to share, go ahead. Well, I just happen to have mine right here. The Complete Adventures of Conan. I don't know if you can see it with the glare. Wow. Robert E. Howard. Yeah. Written in the original text that he wrote it in. So you almost need a dictionary as you read it because this, uh, a lot of these terms and fr- phrases and words are, aren't even used anymore. So it's a fun read. I bet. Is that the graphic novel or is that... Uh... No. <laughs> there are some illustrations in it, but it's uh, okay. hardcore actual literature oh man words yeah. <laughs> words um the expanse i'm starting the expanse series um let's see. A, some friend lent me book one and two and i know the seven books it'll take me a while to get to it even though it should Actually, be a nine books there are nine wow, wow. wow. what have i gotten into uh, <laughs> a, a really good um space opera is what you've gotten into We'll send you a rescue team. Nice. (laughs) After we're done rescuing you from that closet. (laughs) 
Um, so it's February 1st, which is crazy to me that we've already like gotten one month out of Jan of 22, but I think my, the favorite, my favorite book that I read last year was, um, Project Hail Mary, uh, and, uh, Andy Weir was the author, um, but that book was so fun to read. Um, he's, he's, he also wrote The Martian and, uh. I think it was Artemis or Artemis. Um, but Project Hail Mary was such a really fun sci-fi romp, I guess. I am currently reading Aristotle and Dante, Discover the Secrets of the Universe. It's a romance book. I'm almost positive. I'm just at the very beginning. And it is a duology. So I'm reading the first of the two. And it is very good so far. I'm hoping... For it to be very good, I've been told it's good. I just finished reading two very mediocre books, so I'm crossing my fingers. Do you, when you're oh. reading and it's not something that you like, do you push through and finish? So I try to sit through the book if I really think, you know, it could get better. So like for the book I just read, I thought that, you know, okay, it was more of a, it's a mystery. And so I thought, you know, this should get better. You know, it was very confusing. The main character didn't really know um, many details of certain parts of her life and the surrounding characters wouldn't tell her. So for the reader and for the main character, it's kind of like, you really want to know what's going to happen. But then the end was way different than what I could have expected. And they, it could have been good had it been planned out differently, but um it was not. <laughs> and so it was more of a downer. But usually I try to stick with it. But if it, if I really can't, I won't force myself to finish it. Question okay. for you, Gabriel. Is there any uh, of these books that have inspired you to write yourself? Um, I, for sure. I think, you know, there's, I was talking with other authors and a while ago when I was just kind of asking you know what would you give for advice as writing and one had said you know if you find a genre that you really enjoy reading try writing about it because it's very likely that you read it so much and you enjoy it so much that you'll be able to write about it um, and I do enjoy reading a lot of romance and so I will read um, a lot of those books. And one um, book is called What If It's Us? And then the sequel is Here's to Us. And those are very good. And those were definitely very inspiring um, for writing. But that's probably some of the ones that I get inspiration from. Nice. I look yeah. forward to uh, you becoming a famous author. <laughs> Well, for the listeners, if they don't know what Ramel the Hell is, then what are you doing? But also, um, <laughs> you, uh, I will give a little bit, <laughs> yeah, I will give a little bit of a description just so the readers will know. But um, Ramel the Hell is a story that is inspired by and set in an imaginative variation of the housing projects in Brooklyn. New York, and it loosely mirrors the four boroughs with the Bronx and Queens and Manhattan and Brooklyn. And it's 
all connected by a hub, which is sometimes or roughly based off of lower Manhattan. And it can be a very sketchy or dangerous place at night. And you can travel around throughout the different parts of the city. And it's set in this place that has a very dystopian and oppressive landscape. And it's sort of like an urban super city. So it's full of people that will actually fraction off as tribes, but they do band together or help each other. And this city is being oppressed, but not in a way by people or government, but more like the architecture and how it's imposing on the people living there. And there is, and there are struggles in the city that are at play and it loosely mirrors a larger story, but it also mirrors some of the common storylines in history and in the past with New York City. A lot of these people in the story are based off of people who Andy grew up around, which were mainly Latino and Black families and people. And some of the characters are resembled off of these. Though if I'm correct, and I was able to listen to your guys' podcast where you talk more about it, um, they aren't necessarily a certain race or class. It's kind of just they are in those certain tribes that they fraction off on. And this particular story is about someone who is different and not different in that she is, you know, like I said, different from anybody else, but different in that she struggles with identity and knowing herself, but she is quite a loner and she lives alone, but she is a scout and she knows the city like the back of her hand. And she is a very cool person and a very cool character that I'm excited to learn more about. And this is only the beginning of the world of Ramal the Hell. And there will be so much more to come. And I know I got to read the book and it was really incredible and really such a different world and something I'm not used to. And yeah, it's, it's so cool. But now we can move on to the questions. So um, Andy, when did you originally come up with the idea for Ramel? This was in the mid to late 90s when I was uh, living in New York, um, roughly still still at home and uh, just after, well, after college, but before moving away, um, I had written something out, a couple of other things and a bunch of short stories. And then um, uh, yeah, I just wrote it, um, started it in pieces then and kind of stayed work, plugging stuff in, kept working about it or thinking about it off and on. Um, years after that yeah and when did you know you wanted to start the project back up again or what was the sort of inspiration 
I think um, I think I had um, well, I think the timeline was that I I uh, became friends with Reed um, through some other idea that I needed musically. Um, and then through knowing him, discovered his enterprise of uh, Fable Factory and collaborating with stories and music. And I thought that that was like one of the missing pieces that I had always wanted to do um, because I didn't want to just write a, a straightforward book or I didn't have the time to really do that. And, and doing something a little bit more multimedia, which is something he was already doing, um, seemed to make sense. So I think that was uh, sort of got inspired by um, talks with and knowing like already being talking to like Reed and Mr. Haunt for um, for other other things and then sort of kind of made sense. Yeah. What would you say um, for you, Reed and Mr. Haunt? What were your original maybe your first reactions to Andy reaching out and um, explaining his idea? Um, for me, I, I, I'm always excited about, about that kind of thing, but especially with the world of Ramel, because it's just, it's just huge. And uh, there's so much potential, you know, for development of, of ideas and things within this world. But you know, added to that, the fact that it really comes from a very kind of personal place and, and, uh, you know, lived experiences, um, makes it even just more important, you know, in, in that regard. And to be able to kind of be part of a team who are working on a project like that, and then getting the opportunity to, to develop you know, uh, for, in my case, a sound world for this, uh, for this place. Um, you know, I, I always jump at the opportunity when that kind of shows itself. Yeah, and for me, it's just uh, I'm so excited to be involved because I'm I'm always you know, <laughs> for better or for worse, my head is always spouting creativity. So it's um. You know what? What kid growing up didn't want to live in a dystopian nightmare? So that was kind of <laughs> my dream. To, uh, you know, I've always had uh, ideas of how it would go if I were in that world, and you know, it's uh, definitely uh, growing up in and around the New York City area. I, I had, you know, the similar experiences—not uh, not the exact same experiences, obviously—but you know, um, you know, I, I, I get uh, Andy's inspiration. You know, I, I've understood where he came from and I've, I've seen things myself and, you know growing up in the area so it was uh you know just a, so exciting uh to be involved in this in any capacity yeah but it is such a cool <laughs> it is such a cool <laughs> world and it's you know i have lived in new york for some time and i've also been and so seeing and i haven't you know gotten to be there before 2005 so you know stuff has changed obviously but um seeing you know certain things that remind me of the city or are taken from the city is very cool this is 
a question for each of you and we can go, you know, around, but whoever kind of would like to start first, but what was the process like for each of you? And if you could describe it in one word or two words, what might that be? Um, for me, the process in one word <laughs> and a very, uh, interesting word is pleasurable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I can break that down, the, the reason why is because, um, Ramel, the, like the world of Ramel and just pairing that with what has inspired Andy throughout his life too, um, you know, building building that world and using a, a band like Nine Inch Nails, you know, or artists like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for me is is like a dream um, just because their music to me is super influential and just very inspiring. And to know that Andy also appreciates them in that way um, really helped kind of solidify the direction that I wanted to go with the sound of Ramel. And so, um, that, that for me was pleasurable. It was, it was fun to make, um, music that was kind of based in that world and, you know, had those inspirations. Uh, for one word for me, um, I think it, it just was like, I don't really know if I could do one word. It was like sort of a, a great like real-time collaboration. It was sort of interesting because the story is not like complete and I'm just, you know, having people plug in or turn it into a movie or plug in music, whatever. It's like actually, actually clarifying and completing some of these details or even some of the story itself happening in real time, even during the podcast was like really interesting it was sort of something i had never i had never hadn't done in a very long time which is really re rewarding to kind of like brainstorm in real time and 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 share and that's so having like-minded people to to do that with where you don't like where they just get it um is is has been great yeah and for me uh it's again it's impossible to come down with one word but you know collaborative like Andy mentioned, and, and definitely, you know, fun, uh, like we alluded to, but, um, you know, it's so, so amazing and smart of Andy to open up this world to collaborators, and that really makes it more of a real world where, you know, uh, indeed anything can happen, and, you know, just like a real world, there's, you know, uh, an infinite amount of possibilities, so it's really, um, you know, honored to be a part of it, and, so fun to help them build it yeah and it's it's not like one person's idea but it's like all you know these little ideas creating this big picture in this big world yeah i mean that that part is super cool um the fact that andy had this thing that he made and then really opened it up, up to us to contribute and then to also manipulate and um, 
kind of add to it and and do all these things is is pretty cool and it's it's really it's really nice that you know Andy having created this stuff isn't like ultimately so precious about it that it can't be malleable in any way um you know it's yeah it, it it's it makes for a really fun um kind of working environment i bet yeah well one character or really the main character that i had talked about earlier her name is coda and in the first installment of Ramel the Hell, we kind of meet her character and we see how she acts and how she moves about this world. Um, but what would you say the inspiration for her was? The inspiration is probably like a lot of, um, well, not a lot, because there's not a lot like this was one to kind of make a character that doesn't seem to exist too often which is a a latin female um protagonist that has that is empowering and empowered and confident and it just you just it's really rare um and and then just drawing from like what does exist out there there's characters and actresses you know, in, in various, uh, mostly in the sci-fi and, and comic book sphere, which obviously that makes sense. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't, there's, there's not like she, there's another main character who is maybe more, more drawn directly from people like Rosaria Dawson, but her coda is, I don't think is specific to any one person that I don't, I don't remember, um, that, it, that she was, but, uh, just sort of that personality of that um uh, that really aggressive and but but um sensible kind of person um i don't know if uh reed or mr Hahn have any thoughts on where like what what happened at the time or what we were drawing from specifically. Uh, I think you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was, it was in the story, the original, uh, like male, but I just, we changed that kind of like in talking about it just because it just needed to be, and it didn't really matter that it was male, it was just male just because uh, that's, those kinds of scouts usually are, if you think about a scout in terms of fiction or like Mardi Gras Indians, which is long, so that's another podcast, but um, but thinking about people who kind of have to be alone or even in history. Um, so making her female was already subversive in a way. It was very, very unique and not just for the sake of being unique, but just because it's like, well, why not? Like it also kind of makes sense because um, a little bit more of a this intuitive, empathic character kind of senses things and doesn't get into trouble. You're not supposed to engage, you know, if you're just kind of literally just scouting. Yeah. Yeah, she is a very cool character, that's for sure. 
And I know when my sister saw the cover in the mail, she was like, oh my gosh, her haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Mr. Han, since you love all things Halloween and spooky and you love, like you mentioned before, creating this dystopian world, what would you say or how was this experience for you? And I know you did touch on that a little bit, but if you wanted to expand more. Sure. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> so exciting because, you know, you put yourself in that environment and, and you, you you immediately, you know, when we're brainstorming about it, just you, you're in that world, especially with the help of, you know, read soundtrack on in the background and we're talking about it and you're like, you know, you feel as if you're there. And it's like kind of almost like, um, you know, you can just make things appear, you know, in your head and what, you know, like a, a maybe this happy little tree lives right here as bob ross would say but um yeah it's 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 exciting because you know anything can happen and you just kind of say well what what if this and what if that how about this and and just we bounce ideas off each other and just like you know it's uh literally thrilling to to have that experience and to kind of imagine yourself in this environment and uh think about what potentially could happen and you know again andy just laid this incredible uh baseline for us that we could expand off of and it's just uh absolutely captivating just to even you know be involved in the world building itself yeah yeah uh the music like you said is very immersive and when i was reading it you know i was listening to the music as well and it is it's just very it takes you right into the story, like you said. And so that kind of leads me on to my next question, but for you, Reed, um, how was the process of creating the music and um, yeah, what was that like for you? Um, I mean, it, it was it was great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the, to the well here on, on Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, but they were huge inspirations for kind of like the sound world that, that uh, we created. And I mean, it's very, it's very textural and, you know, there's a lot of kind of like simple harmonies and, and melodies and stuff like that, that are, that are built throughout. Um, but I, you know, I tried as much as I could to, to get the sense across of like this, dystopian world and then um i think one of the the more i mean it was all fun but like one of the fun things that i got to do what was really fun was there's two tracks that kind of exemplify coda and those tracks are called inspiration of denial and denial virtuous oblivion and it's almost like two different facets of her personality so the first one which is inspiration of denial um you know, is, is more of like her analytical side and just kind of the, the, the brilliance that she has uh, as far as like uh, the knowledge of the city and just like her abilities. And then the second one um, is her more badass side. And, you know, I, I, it was fun to kind of do both of those, but keep them connected. So like, if you listen to those two tracks, they you know if you listen to the album kind of as it flows those two tracks can essentially be one like there's no break in between them 
they just flow from one into the other. So it's just kind of like two sides of, of Kokoda's personality. And, and those were really fun to make. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. They do flow really nicely one into the next. And yeah. yeah. Well, Andy, for you, how is, how does it feel to see this creation and this idea that you had all these years back now out and being sold to the public and the that's, public eye. That's very exciting. I feel like there's more, it just kind of, you know, it's inspiring us to keep going because it's just a small part of the story. It was really almost like a, a prologue or a test. And uh, I think, um, I think it's just kind of inspiring me to, to keep going. I know it actually, it actually made me stop because instead of just thinking of things uh, in terms of like what it, what it was before, um, I, it's, you know, once you see things out there and you see how the process works, you, you kind of step back and, and that's also in a, in a sense shaping what it even could become and even the story itself. So, um, it's, it's, so it's slowed down in a sense, just in terms of like trying to assess what is going on, like, you know, what, what the right thing to do is or what we, what, what we think the right thing is to do is. Yeah. Well, do you think, um, and for the people that don't know, Andy has a business called Mobius Theory, and they create all different kinds of designs. And it's sort of described as like a streetwear designer, more um, to take your mind off of like being so focused on work and keeping that childlike wonder, but they sell t-shirts and sweatshirts and stickers but andy do you ever think there would be the potential idea of there being stickers or merchandise i i want it i think that i want it to be that way i think it would need a little like something more um established as far as like a a market for it like because standalone it doesn't at least i mean i could be wrong it just doesn't it it, it you know, I'll see where it goes. It's going to get to that point, but I think you know, eventually, it's just a matter of reaching a, a sort of a critical mass, which doesn't require much. But merchandise for something only makes sense if that original something has, you know, you know, what I mean, like you're not you you could buy a Spider-Man shirt very easily now, but um, if you don't know where it came from, it's sort of uh, doesn't have any context for someone to feel like they they should so i think it'll take more time but eventually yes well what do you the three of you and you all can say but what do you hope people or the readers or listeners of the podcast for your guys's podcast or what do you hope they would take away from the experience of Ramel. Um, I think for me, I would hope that somebody would take away just 
you know, an immersion in a world that they want more of and, um, you know, be excited for and happy with expanded the expanded world and just like the epic nature of what can exist, you know, across the entire thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, joy, just the ability to, to escape for a short time into that world. I, I'm just going to add, cause I, I agree with what Mr. Haunt and Reed said, but just to say something different too, and and beyond all of that, I think that it's important to uh, just because inevitably, whether it's uh, implicit, you know, it, 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 whether it's implied or overtly stated, like a lot of the inspiration for the main characters and the main tribes are, uh, like we said, like the Black and Latino families, but largely the the protagonists are going to be of this Latino makeup, and that's just not something that I see enough of, and sometimes not at all in in a fantasy or science fiction realm. You know, and I think that is starting to only become a little bit more uh, covered in with in, in the in the black experience but um but as far as like you know hispanic cultures being a part of that that kind of storytelling it just doesn't just doesn't exist um so i think just having something like that you know growing up when you know looking at what i enjoyed in fantasy and science fiction uh movies just wasn't represented it was only late eventually eventually pitch black came out and that was like new to me this was like i forget what year that was 90 late 90s maybe or 2000 something like that um and it was unique to me because it was uh you know something that wasn't done before um but but i would so, and I mentioned that because it actually was a little bit of an inspiration, like thinking about that movie, thinking about where Vin Diesel came from and all that. So um, it's just, uh, I would love to see, I would love to, for this to become something so that it is prominent enough so that it is like representation of people that aren't really uh, in that sphere right now. Yeah. Well, looking forward and i don't know if this is even you know in discussion yet but would or maybe can we expect something from a book two or you know another installment or is there anything any news or anything you might have to share about that i don't know no, I do want to. Um, I, I think it's inevitable. I just, uh, um, I think it's something that we are starting to talk about. I think this time of year made it, like, in terms of the holidays and January, made it hard to to be clear-headed about it. But I think we're starting to now. Re read. what do you think? I mean, I'm always ready <laughs> <laughs> to... Uh... To work more on it, I know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, after your move, Andy, and uh, just the holidays and stuff, 
it got crazy so now it's like okay now everything is kind of settling into the new routines and uh and then it's just uh committing time to to further development yeah let's do this yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes because i know i'm very excited to see what's to come and what will continue on with this story and you know because so much can branch from what you guys have now with just the introduction and you know setting the scene and you know so much can happen yeah yeah, yeah. well this for me has been super inspiring and super just I hate to use like a bland word, but cool to see, you know, um, the process and to hear about the process of creating the book and the music and the story. And after being able to read it, it's so cool to hear more about it. And I want to thank you guys for joining me today. And yeah. I hope you enjoyed telling parts of the creation and your guys' story. Thanks for having us. Of course. Absolutely. It's fun to talk about. Well, it's fun to hear. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I will put um, the link so everyone can get a copy of the book or go see there's the PDF copy or physical copies. And I will link that in the description below. And if anyone would like to hear more about the process of creation, even more in-depth details, uh, Mr. Haunt and Andy and Reed all have a very cool podcast that talks even more about the creation of Hell. And I, once again, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Gabriel. Of course. Thank you. I will we'll cross our fingers and we'll look to see, you know, once more comes from this, maybe you guys will be back on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of Try Reading. I'm your host, Gabriel Torres, and don't forget, episodes come out every other Friday. If you like this episode, feel free to rate us five stars, give us a follow, subscribe, or do whatever you can on the platform that you're listening on. Also, don't forget to check out the podcast's Instagram and Twitter account. And there you can get updates, clips from upcoming episodes, and all-around news on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys on episode 5. Bye!